Welcome to the Grand Haven Schools Highlight Show on 103.5 WAWL. My name's Andy Engel. I'm the superintendent for the Grand Haven Area Public Schools. Each week, C.E. Sikaga and I shine a spotlight on a variety of people and programs around the Grand Haven Area Public Schools. Being it's Snowpocalypse 2019, we decided <laughs> to flip the script a little bit today, and uh, Eric's going to actually interview me uh, just about the details and some of the background that we go through throughout the winter season uh, making school closure decisions. So I'm tossing it to you, Eric. Well, I think last night was pretty easy for you guys because everybody started shutting down ahead of time because you knew what was coming, and, and there's always the possibility it won't happen, and then everyone gets it down your throat because it doesn't happen. But it looked pretty good like it was going to happen last night. So last night was pretty much a no-brainer, right? I thought so. You know, we um, we always like to see the weather arrive. You know, you, the the I guess the nightmare is you 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 call it early and then nothing happens and you got a bright sunny day. But certainly those predictions were looking really solid. And and even said that um, we were worried about the end of the day. Uh, we were starting to worry about you know an early dismissal or getting getting our buses home at the end of the day. Ninety percent of the time, our school day school closure calls are based on morning and getting everybody to school. But this looked like it was going to be a get home from school. Possibly, you're just not going to know that. So um, yeah, in our conversation, several local soups just you know, and obviously it was the masses around the state um, decided it was the prudent thing to do just to close it down. Really, sending kids home early yeah. is almost a non-starter. You don't know you know whether parents are going to be able to get home from work, whether you got kids that are not going to be to get in get dropped off um all our elementary kids it's just not a good plan um pickups all that so that's just a it's just a nightmare waiting to happen well i can tell you having grown up in champaign illinois out in the middle of a cornfield uh we had a bad storm one time we got stuck out there in the middle of nowhereville and i'll tell you what our, our bus driver just a regular old person old garl phillips man he had the fedora and everything you know old guy and he was scared to death with a bunch of kids you know because i mean it was it was about zero it was about conditions like we had today and here you are and you're you're responsible for all them right. the bus was stuck out in the middle of a country road somewhere so i mean those are the things people don't really realize like he could be okay in town to some degree right you get out there it's a whole nother world that's for sure and we've got a lot of those areas uh, north of town definitely east out in robinson township and even down in the south down you know west olive port shelton area a lot of a lot of open open road and open area out there that's uh, still not in great conditions having said that i think our city crews our, our um, ottawa county road commission you know we were out and about on some of the main roads today checking for some of those back roads um they're doing a bang up job getting things cleared as much as they can and not only that you have to worry about kids who walk to school at the elementary schools around town or in the middle school in town? A are the sidewalks done? But B, I mean, I'm looking at the forecast for tonight: patchy blowing snow, couple inches. Wind chill values four below, low of 13 tomorrow on Tuesday. Temperatures dropping to seven degrees by five o'clock. Wind chill values around 17 below, and gusty winds and two more inches of snow just on Tuesday. I mean, that's. You know, I don't know what you're going to do for tomorrow, but I mean, doesn't seem much better tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to watch and see that um, again. You know, overnight snow and then those really bad wind chills near the end of the day. We try and use negative twenty as a as a guideline. That's pretty broad across the state for um, county superintendent groups, but um, we know that's you know that's really cold. Uh, and you got maybe up to thirty minutes outside, but yeah, our walkers and um, kids waiting for bus riders and and. If roads are clear and you can be on schedule, 
that's probably good. But you throw in any mitigating factors, any um, slippery roads, any drifting snow, any uncleared sidewalks, and that slows everything down. Um, and that's where you start to get at risk. So we're trying to be really careful. I'll say on the other side of that, some of those kids and some of those families that, that might not have the resources, they also need to be at school because we got resources to help them. They might not have food on the table. Sure. we got parents that want to work. Um, so we're always going to be safety first and, and not um, put anybody in jeopardy or danger. But we know we got families counting on their kids being at school to receive our programs, our services, our supports, and so that they can make make a living. You know, we've got families that if they don't get to go to work, they don't get paid. Um, and so school is important that way too. And we, we try and really balance those. It's, it's never an easy decision. That's for sure. Okay. Usually you have open door at Central. You did yeah. not today. What is open door? And then why was that closed today? So open doors are before and after school care program. We run that generally at all buildings, all our elementary buildings, um, before and after school. The, the typical on a snow day is, uh, we run it at Central only just because the, the, the majority of families just keep their kids home and don't utilize the surface. It's that same thing for those working families. It's a chance for them to have some daycare. Um, with the winter weather warning today, uh, we just had the sense that it was going to be bad. We decided to have not even our staff report to school, just keep them off the roads, help the road commission, city staff um, get things clear, keep everybody safe. Um, so this is one of those rare times we just said we're shutting it all down. That's also the advantage um, and part of the reason you make that uh, night before call sometimes um, gives those families that would have needed open door a little bit of extra time to try and make arrangements or figure out what they're going to do. We certainly saw it through the rest of the day. Lots of businesses, um, I think all the state agencies, state government shut down except for non-essential this afternoon, Western closed this afternoon. Um, so we just wanted to keep people off the roads and, and keep kids at home today. So normally you guys get out on the roads early in the morning. What time do you mm-hmm. get out and how many of you are out there? Because then you all kind of compile notes, right? Right. There's um, We're usually up at 4, sometimes 4.30 if we can squeak it a little bit, but usually it's between 4 and 545 that we're out checking roads, comparing notes and, and doing whatnot. There's at least four of us that check roads and, and often there's a couple more that are, are giving some feedback. We've got somebody that checks north of the bridge, the Ferrysburg Lake Hills area for us, somebody that checks out in Robinson Township. Um, we do the, the checking um, in and around town. It's, you know, that's, it's pretty reliable in here, um, but you can get those icy days. You can get those slick days where even if the roads are cleared, they're still slipper. And then, and then the south half, um, again, the West Olive, Port Sheldon area. Um, we all compiled a lot of texting back and forth, a lot of phone calls, um, and then it also spreads out into talking amongst the area transportation directors and the area superintendents about what we're seeing on our borders because we've got a, almost 100, 100 square miles in Grand Haven. So Is that one of the largest ones? It's pretty large. You go north to northern Michigan and UP. Um, they get a lot bigger than that, okay. but, but 100 square miles is a lot to cover um, for us. So we, we know the we know the typical problem areas. Transportation's got it pretty locked in on, on Wish Road. Um, drifts, drifts closed or um, seems like where the ice forms. So we check a variety of those things. And again, check notes, compare notes, talk to each other, talk to area transportation directors. The superintendents are in communication with one another. So we know what, what's going on on, on our borders um, and, you know, between Coopersville and, and Grand Haven. West Ottawa, Grand Haven, Zeeland, Grand Haven. We share a border out in Robinson Township. Um, so we're all sharing information, trying to make a, a high-quality decision for our, all our families. Looking at the weather forecast for tonight, Tuesday, Tuesday night, 
Wednesday and even Wednesday night, you're talking negative temperatures, not even counting wind chills, and a couple of inches are predicted for each. So each morning, it's going to be pretty much look at your phone for the next till update if there is going to be a closing or a delay or whatever. And obviously, listen to us and, and newspaper, whoever, right? Yeah, for TV. sure. I, I hope, you know, we ask people to have patience with us. We're going to try and hold our decision as long as we can to give a chance for things to change or improve. We don't want to go so preemptive that we, we end up making a bad call and something changes. But certainly, the National Weather Service um, seems to be on the ball with, with temperature predict, predictions for sure um, year round. And so, the, the Wednesday, Thursday just looks really awful. I saw they extended the, the winter weather warning all the way through Thursday. Um, um, we'll be watching snowfall overnight and temps in the morning. I, I know superintendents will be um, chatting with each other later this evening. So, yeah, we just ask folks to stay tuned. We'll continue to update via all our media messages, including WAWL, but Nixle and parent emails, Facebook, um, and, of course, the TV media. So, yeah, just stay tuned and, and look for those, and and um, we'll make them as soon as we think it's appropriate. And, by the way, not to change gears too much, but I saw some news the other day, Michigan ranks dead last of all 50 states for money spent on on schools is that right i think that's uh pretty close to accurate yeah it's pretty amazing what can we do what can we do as citizens that that is horrible that is an embarrassment yeah i think the the biggest thing you can do is talk to your um, local representative um or you know the the folks in state government about the way schools are funded our funding system has been trying to trying to fix the fix the issue and bring schools up um, but it just hasn't done enough people could go google the um School Finance Research Collaborative in terms of a study, research-based study that, that gives some information on how schools should be funded um, and look at the funding mechanisms, what we're doing with our school aid fund and how those funds we want, you know, there's there's funds being being sifted off to um, fix our roads. Um, we know they need it. Um, there's funds um, from the K-12 school aid fund that go to higher education. Um we think those funds should be um, with K-12. If um, David Arson's a professor at Michigan State, he pointed out last week, I heard him on NPR, uh, that if, if we were just using the school aid fund as it was originally set up 10 years ago, um, it was set up a long time ago, but the, the um, income tax portion along with our sales tax portion, um, we'd be much more adequately funded. We've slowly just pulled those funds away because the general fund isn't making what it needs. And I know our, our state lawmakers and our governor has to balance the budget and, and make it all work. Uh, but we are definitely running behind the the, the quick stat is um, Grand Haven gets about $7,900 per pupil. Um, the research indicates it should be on the order of $11,000 per pupil. Um, so we're just, we're just, we're just not we're just not close in terms of being able to do all the things we should. I think Grand Haven, um, I think all our local schools. We're really lucky here in Ottawa County. We got great public school districts all the way around. Um, people are doing wonderful things, but our kids and our families need and deserve more. Um, so time will tell. One more thing, since I'm interviewing you on your show. <laughs> What's the latest in Robinson, that PFAS thing? Yeah, so the DEQ is working it through. Um, they're investigating. We're gonna, they're going to be putting some monitoring wells in to, to continue to gather data information. Um, there's a town hall on February 8th that's going to be at the Fillmore Complex. DEQ and um, Health and Human Services and the Health Department will be running that and providing information for individual families that have questions and concerns. Um, Robinson, we're continuing on bottled water um, for our students. They can use the water to wash their hands and obviously 
obviously run our restrooms and uh, whatnot. Um, we think that'll probably be the case through the end of the school year. In the meantime, we're working with an environmental engineer, um, seeing the viability about a building-wide filtration system. If we can construct one of those, you don't just buy that off the shelf for a whole whole school building like you would for your house maybe. Um, we hope to maybe have that in place uh, for the start of the school year 2019. Good. Um, and Kathy Cook, the Robinson Township Supervisor, initiated a meeting that the Ottawa County Road Commission actually um, runs and oversees the um, water pipeline that goes down Lake Michigan Drive for Grand Rapids Municipal Water. So we've had some conversations about um, potentially being able to hook into that. That would be more likely a Robinson Township-wide or a, a larger group geographic area. It really doesn't make sense to do it just for the school or just sure. um, for the township offices. Just cost and flow um, wouldn't work. So we're monitoring both of those possible solutions. Um, we'll see how it goes. I think that municipal solution, if it were to work, um, obviously the dollar amounts are quite a bit higher and um, it's going to take more time just to, to get through all the public process that would go with that. So we're working hard on it. Um, our families and our kids uh, in school are are doing well. I know they're anxious um, to have a solution down the road, but um, I think they put good faith in us that um, we're doing the right thing and we're working hard on it. I'm done with my questions. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good Thank, job. <laughs> thanks, Eric, for taking over. We appreciate it. This has been the Grand Haven Schools Highlight Show on 103.5 WAWL.